Welcome to the Morning Huddle, where business, healthcare, and lifestyle meet. This platform is designed to educate and equip business-minded training healthcare professionals to become the leaders in an evolving healthcare landscape. We are your hosts, Dr. Jermaine Fetty and student Dr. Kamal Smith. Today will be our introduction episode of our new season. We'll tell you what to expect for this new season and some of the highlights that you can look out for over our next few episodes. We thank you for joining the Morning Huddle and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We're going to be hopping into our, oh man, our winter series. We've been having so much fun with this series and we've been putting it together, especially curated, bringing on some great doctors uh, to really touch on a lot of different topics um, to really give y'all a good uh, feel for different areas within dentistry, different practice styles, uh, whether it be private practice, whether it be DSOs, whether it be still being in school, whether it be starting up new practices. We just got so much ahead of us this season. Uh, we wanted to get everything recorded and finished before we released it. So we have a consistent flow for you all. So when y'all know it's, it's morning huddle time, uh, you're on your way to work, you're on the treadmill, you're in the car, whatever it is like that, you walk into class, you plug us up, and we're going to have some fun together. Definitely. The goal of this season, we want to really meet you all where you're at. We want to answer the questions that we hear the most from dental students, um, from dentists earlier in their careers, and the advice that we're hearing from dentists that are very successful and seasoned in their careers. So we want to share a lot of the information that you may not hear in your dental school to really fill those gaps to make sure that you have the information that you need to when you start your career, you can jumpstart it and be as successful as possible. And that's the thing about the morning huddle. We really just want to be here for you. We want to provide, just like Kamal said, information for you to help get you through decisions, get you through challenging times, and just really be that friend, that bug in your ear to really help you uh, with different topics that might come up. Um, so we're going to hop on a few different things, but first, let's, we're going to give you guys a recap of where we are and what our lives are currently looking at, because the information that we're getting through this season, we're actually implementing into our lives. So uh, come on, tell me what's going on. Tell me what's what's going on in your life. What's new? What's happened since uh, the first half of the series or what we did uh, earlier last year? Definitely. So since our last season, when we ended, I was going into my fourth year. I was finishing up my tenure as president-elect of SDA. And I was really growing and trying to expand my nonprofit, the Visionary Institute, as much as possible, connecting with some of the organizations that I participated in um, growing up and going into college and trying to get into dental school and trying to give back into that way. So I have a lot of updates since then. Um, keeping the main thing, the main thing, I'm a fourth year dental student right now at UNC Adams School of Dentistry. Um, I've been on the job search this entire semester. Um, so that has been very exciting. Uh, for me, traveling, going on different office visits, networking, meeting as many people as I can, and just collecting the information, just like our listeners are doing, listening to this podcast, collecting information so I can make the best decisions for me. So that's exactly what we want to do for our listeners. Uh, just give you all as much information as possible, and then leave it to you to make the best decision for you. 
I have a tailor suit made for me with the decisions that I've made. Jermaine has a, a tailored suit for him that is the best decisions to get him to where he wants to be. And we want to give you all the information so you all can create that tailor-made suit um, to reach whatever your specific goals are within dentistry. Um, on the SNDA side, I've moved into my role as national president of SNDA. Um, that's been really exciting. I have a great team. Um, shout out to my VP, Shante Reed. If you're listening, shout out to my president-elect, Brandon Wallace, and my entire executive team. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing a, a, a great job preparing SNDA for our upcoming national conference. That's going to be in July, July 20th through 23rd in New Orleans, Louisiana. Definitely pull up to, to NOLA and, and rock out with us. And uh, we have a lot of great speakers and we're setting that up to, again, prov provide as much appreciated value um, during that conference so that you all can really have a great time and learn a lot during that conference. So that's been one of my major focuses, trying to plan that national conference. Uh, we're also in the works of planning a regional conference, uh, which we're calling our mid-year leadership meeting for hosted by National SNDA. Um, I've started a number of initiatives as president, including our business office hour, uh, which has a similar goal as a morning huddle, kind of filling in those gaps of the things that we don't um, learn in dental school and to try to contact experts that can come and have real candid conversations talk about what are the areas that they wish what are the things that they wish that they would have known early in their career so that we can learn through conversations instead of making the same mistakes and again just providing information and um, on the visionary institute side we've continued to try to give back uh, mentorship has been a, a huge focus mentorship and making sure that we're really developing relationships with people who are entering into dental school, entering into college has been one of our main focus, and then just encouraging people along their way. Um, so just making sure that people have content that they can feel encouraged by, that can get a, a positive word into their day to give them that um, inspiration and motivation that they need to continue along their journey, whether that's in dentistry or just healthcare in general. Um, so that's what's been going on with me. Um, it's been a lot. But we're still yeah, man, that's action packed right there, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I, I think the one thing I get out of what you're saying is that you're doing more than just, honestly, you, you said very little about dental school, my friend. Yeah. Are you still in dental school? I know you said you still go to out of school in dentistry, but you got a lot of balls. You're wearing a lot of hats. You're helping a lot of people. I mean, you're making a lot of impact, you know. And for the listeners uh, who are early on in their dental school career or just recently graduated, understand that, you know, we do our dentistry, but we, we also have a lot of hats that we can wear and can fill, you know, um, as we always talk about take up space, it seems like you're taking up a lot of space, man. You're really stretching yourselves in a lot of different ways, man. So I, I commend you. Um, if it's not verbalized enough to you, um, I appreciate you. I respect all the hard work that you're putting in. Um, I will say that for everything you are doing, people do feel the impact, man. So um, I think it goes too often and not said enough um, how much we appreciate our leaders within dentistry, um, how much they're pouring in, uh, whether if it be on a local level or a national level, uh, keep up what you're doing. And to everybody who is listening to this, who is serving positions of leadership, community service or whatever you're doing, um, this is our thank you to you 
for everything you do do, um, every position that you're filling. Understand if, if you don't get enough thank yous or enough good jobs, this is our morning huddle. Thank you. This is our morning huddle. Good job. Keep it up. Keep going because we need you. Dentistry needs you. Um, we need all the special uh, aspects that you personally bring, man. So keep it up. Come on, man. We're proud of you, man. Really appreciate that, man. Oh, what's so, been going on with you since the last time? Man, 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 man. Since the last time we talked, I, I don't even know which contract we were working back then, man. But bottom line, it was more, mostly travel dentistry, 1099, contract work, uh, getting everything situated as far as from a dentistry side, continue to learn, continue to expand my horizon, um, continue to help patients in different cities, meeting new people, um, having a great time working with different staffs. Um, on a personal side, just continuing to move different things uh, within our family. Um, still engaged to my amazing fiance. Uh, we're going to be changing that really, really soon. So that's that's going to be exciting. Um, so just continue to get things together, man. Um, oh man, so currently still still traveling, still enjoying life, uh, working different contracts, learning so many different things. Um, I'm still in my business residency is what it really feels like, man. It, it commenced when I graduated dental school and started practicing two weeks later, as soon as my license came back and still going now, man, and just really enjoying everything that dentistry has to offer. Um, to everybody out there, especially if you are early on, my first two years of dental school, I'm going to be honest with you, man, there was times where I was thinking, this is not fun. I don't really like this. But what I will say, especially coming from a business background, Every day since my third year on, I've fallen more and more in love with dentistry because from the third year on, it was more people focused, more problem focused, more solution oriented um, versus just read and regurgitate, right? And for, because of that, we're able to help so many people. And one thing I've learned is that it doesn't matter what doctor I, I was going to become or what field I was going to become. The true essence is, do I get to help people? And that part of dentistry is just so pronounced um, just because now when I'm traveling to different places and different cities, not only am I able to help the patient base, but I've been in so many offices that if I did not work at that office, this office would have shut down. I've been in offices that have shut down and we extended things maybe two weeks longer to allow the entire staff to be able to find their next home. We've been in offices that honestly, that ended up staying open because we were able to keep things going. But I mean, just being able to work with so many different staffs and see the appreciation that, uh, Doc, we appreciate you coming because if you weren't here, we would have to shut down. And the thank yous they gave me, honestly, was like me receiving from them. And because that appreciation, it fuels what I do. It's, it's, it feels so good knowing that you can give back on multiple levels and understand when we get this license and we're able to serve and we're able to give, the sooner you plug into the, the more I give, the, the better I'll be able to have an experience within dentistry, the more fulfilling it's going to be, man. So um, through great mentors and great experiences, man, I plugged into that, into that energy early. And maybe that's why I've fallen more and more in love with dentistry every day as it's going by, man. Um, one of the main things that's really changed since the last time we have, we've talked is the speaking circuit. Honestly, I'm doing a lot more speaking on local and national levels, man, and just traveling around to different places, different schools, uh, different conferences, being able to speak. Um, the last big conference we did probably was the Old North State State Meeting from North Carolina. We were able to spend time with ECU and UNC School of Dentistry. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody who came, man. It was a fun weekend. We were able to, to talk about contract negotiations. Um, everybody had a real physical contract in their hands. 
we were able to talk about what do you do with your paycheck? Everybody had physical money in their hand. It was duplicated money, but it was real money and everybody confiscated it. All right. Cause it says copy. I don't want no problems with the IRS. All right. So um, it was fun to be able to go through those real life exercises with them, man. Um, we got coming up in January, uh, the uh, ASDA conference, the state association meeting. So myself and four other, uh, three other dentists are going to be speaking. One, Dr. Mark Hyman, is going to be speaking on that circuit as well. So shout out to ASDA. They, they put me up real nice, myself and my team. So we're going to come out there, speak, and lead some seminars on what it looks like to be a travel dentistry slash on the CPA side, what it look like to be a 1099 versus W-2, and give people practical steps on what to do, man. So I really appreciate uh, their for to think ahead and really understand that this landscape of dentistry is changing. So we have to really be giving our students aspects and keys that they need to really take things to the next level. So that's going to be fun. Y'all come join us um, in January, really January 6th in Raleigh, North Carolina. So that's going to be a great time. Outside of speaking and traveling, um, man, biggest thing that's probably changed is that, you know, my shirt looks different now, man. You know, those that can't really see it because it's on the podcast, man. It says Dr. Efetti, Empire Dental Group, man. So the biggest thing is we 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 have opened up a dental practice, man. Charlotte, North Carolina. My, my city, Congrats. my city. And it Congrats. feels so good to give back to my city because you can open up a practice anywhere. You can practice anywhere. But to know that every bit of my work, my effort, everything that I have to give will be going back to my city first to be able to give to a city that has given myself and my family so much coming from Nigeria to be here. I was born here. My parents were born and raised in Nigeria. So for us to be able to give back to our city, it just, honestly, I feel so privileged to be in this position where now I can help the same people that I was in their shoes as a kid. You know, we couldn't, we didn't really didn't be able to afford dental insurance growing up, man. So my mom made sure we stayed on our oral hygiene to make sure we don't have cavities and crowns, <laughs> that we don't need those kind of things because if we need it, I don't know if we can necessarily afford it. So now we're in a position we can help these same individuals and come from a standpoint where our motto is no dental insurance, no problem. Because regardless of where you are, we will meet you. We will figure out a way for you to be seen and you to be taken care of, man. So it's, it just feels like such an honor to be in this position to serve, man. And I, I promise everybody here, the sooner you submit to the, the spirit of servitude within dentistry, the more fulfillment you'll have in it, man. So those are the main things that have changed. Um, just excited to be sharing this series, man. This winter series is going to be fire. We got some, some great dentists on this series, man. Oh, my goodness. We have such a great roster. Uh, let me actually come off from all the episodes we recorded. Don't give out too much. Don't give out too much. But... What was what was one of the keys that you walked away with from this series? Oh, there was I don't want to give too many keys. Don't give out too much, man. Don't give out too much. Spoilers, but I can I can give them a little snippet of why that series. We have a dentist that we interviewed, he's a practice owner up in New York. And mm. I actually met him in Phoenix when I went to the NDA conference this past summer. And he <clears throat> he gave a presentation and it was on social media dentistry mm. so that's something that i feel like a lot of our listeners may be seeing on the timelines your your social media dentists and the people who are dancing and doing everything and he kind of really broke down what having that platform meant to him mm. and how he can use that platform and one thing that he was really saying is just being authentic mm -hmm. that authenticity 
in his page and his practice page, being able to connect with patients where they are is really breaking down the stigma of dentistry, is really having a new face for dentistry, having it not being the scary place that we maybe saw in movies or you may just kind of think of when you think of the dental office, but kind of changing the face of dentistry, having it going back to like a, a servant mindset, like you were saying, just a place that almost like the barbershop, you go, it's, it's a part of your self-care regimen, really. And you also want to a dentist that you can connect with, somebody that can meet you where you are. And just seeing how he was able to leverage just his personality and himself into his practice and just kind of infuse his own personality in his practice and to use that platform to break down barriers, um, especially for patients that may be underserved was just really inspiring and something I look forward to doing in my career. Oh, for myself, man, I'll probably say, man, you know, since, since we're throwing out names now, you know, uh, Dr. Shana, Shana Holman, man, I mean, she she came on and dropped gems, man, about how she started her practice and everything that went into it. Again, I'm not going to say too much here, right? But to for her to plant those seeds, knowingly or unknowingly, she was planting those seeds the same time that we were figuring out Empire and getting everything together on Empire Dental Group. So to hear her real life experiences, and she actually wrote an ebook that I purchased and I was reading as I was going through my journey because I, I definitely believe in investing in others who have already, you know, who invest in you. So when I bought an ebook and read through that and like, uh, uh, honestly, one day finished the entire thing, um, it gave me so many different ideas to how to attack different things, how to handle certain situations. So um, just understand um, anytime you're going through a challenge or issue, the first reaction for a lot of us is to recluse and to just trap ourselves and look inwardly and be thinking like, I'm the only one that's going through this. But in reality, regardless of most situations, almost any situation that we're going through, somebody else is either currently going through it as well or has been through it. So as Kamal said, it's important for us to be able to reach out and not just to suffer in silence, but to find others who have dealt with it and to be able to glean information to help make this process smoother and not just to glean and make your process smoother, but once you're through that challenge, turn back and make sure that the next person's journey through that same situation is gonna be easier. So Dr. Holman put together the, the ebook, and, which helped me get through a very similar situation that she went through that she might not have got, had guidance to go through. So just to be able to listen to her and, and her to talk about the different things that she went through and that she's currently going through really gave me a lot of motivation, especially in the in, in the early days of Empire and as things continue to materialize. Man. Mm -hmm. I so love that. That was exciting. Dr. Holman has, has been one of my mentors for years at this point, and she's just always so generous with her knowledge and information. That's one thing I've always enjoyed about having talks with Dr. Holman. She just gives you everything. Oh, yeah. She, she gives you everything that you need to succeed. And it's just up to you to actually take her up on it and apply it. Um, so that episode was definitely one of my favorites as well. And I just want to touch on something that you said that we were just talking about off air is kind of breaking down the mentality that the goal is to be self-made self or to get somewhere on your own. One of the points of this podcast is to change the narrative and to encourage people to reach out to mentors. If you are going to an area and you know somebody that may be more experienced in the area, it takes strength to reach out to somebody and to collect information from them, from their experiences, so you can apply that. So that's one thing that 
I just want to encourage everybody, do not be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to us and the mentors in your life that are in a space that you would like to be one day. The quickest way to get there is through information. And the way that you get information is to ask for it. You know, closed mouths don't get fed. Is <laughs> We always heard growing up, but it's, it's really true. Like it's on you to put the work in and apply it. But if you can accelerate your process by speaking to somebody and hearing their experiences, you definitely want to do that. And then after you get there, make sure that you're that person for somebody else that's on the journey. For sure, man. And one thing that you said that we just cannot gloss over, but you tried it. You get the information from individuals who have been through the situation, but you apply it to your situation, right? One thing we're talking about is make sure you wear your suit. The suit that's tailor-made for you because what I do or what you do is not necessarily going to be what exactly what this listener or that listener might do, right? And that's perfectly okay. Our goal here is to present you with different and new ideas and information, and you take it and you apply it to your personal situation, right? I mean, we are all high-level high listeners and learners, so it's important for us not to just read and regurgitate information. And Dr. Fetty travels, so I want to travel, right? Figure out what is important to you. Take our experiences, take the experiences of all these amazing doctors that hop on and use it to apply it to your situation as you figure out what is important to you, as you figure out what kind of path you want to lay out for yourself. One thing we were talking about off air was, was really the sooner you understand what your personal goal is or where you want to end up, the clearer your path is going to be because now you know what to say yes and what to say no to. For a lot of us, because we don't, we lack clarity in certain places, we just say yes to everything and hope that it works out. When our life has to be as clear as we can possibly make it. And it's not saying, see, clarity doesn't mean you know from start to finish. Clarity means you know the next step. That's all clarity means. Do I know the next step ahead of me? And the better you can start materializing what your vision, what your, what the purpose of what everything you're doing, the better you'll know the next step. And guess what? By the time you keep knowing the, ne the next step, the next step, the next step, I don't know this step. Let me ask questions. Let me figure it out. Okay. Okay. Now I know the next step. By the time you look up, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. You're going to have a very successful career helping a lot of people. And you're going to look back and say, man, that was a beautiful staircase that I was able to climb. And not only did I climb it, but look at all the amazing people that I was able to show. Let's take this step, take this step, take this step. And they might turn left or turn right from where you led them. But as long as it's their steps, it's their journey, you can look back and say, I'm proud of it. Definitely, definitely. One thing that you touched on is just like, is wearing your suit. And I'm just gonna touch on that a little bit more. When we say wearing your suit, we mean finding out what you want. Like Jermaine said, mapping out, what means the most to you? What do you want out of your career? What do you want out of life? What does going to work and feeling like I did something impactful today, I was purposeful and I can go out of work and I don't hate my job. I actually enjoy going in. What does that look like to you? When you think about that in your mind, what, what comes to your mind? And then trying to be as strategic as possible to what checklist can I create to get to that place? And then just evaluate all the information, the opportunities that you have in front of you and try to see, okay, does this check, does this opportunity align with my checklist to get to that space? And when you find something that meets as many of those 
checklist items as possible, that is your tailor-made suit for that moment. Mm. And it's not something that's static. You wear your tailor-made suit and just like we can grow over time and a tailor-made <laughs> suit. Well, right wait, now, wait, who knows? May not, may not fit in five years. Yeah. The same thing with your tailor-made suit for your profession, your checklist, wearing that tailor-made suit, having opportunities that are for you, and then putting everything that you have into those opportunities so that you can't look back and say, I, I wish I would have done this, or I, I wish I wouldn't have settled. And you want to get exactly what you want and then put your all into it and then reevaluate. Um, this this journey for me, even the job search, is just a constant search of evaluating opportunities, saying how, how does this opportunity match up with my checklist? And then after I make a decision, standing on it, sticking to it, and then at a certain time, I evaluate that and think, okay, does this tailor-made suit still work for me or do I need to adjust? But having a plan is always better than not having a plan. You want to have your tailor-made suit made to you. If you need to make alterations on it at, at a later time, make those alterations, but have that suit that is close to what you want out of your career and what you want out of life as possible. And, and you well, come can. on, we don't, we, we, on the morning huddle, we get, we get practical. We give people real steps, how to get things done. So again, we talked about there's going to be different checklists at different steps, right? So can you get real practical? You don't have to tell us absolute details and the decisions you made, but can you help shed a little bit of light on what, how did you go about putting together your checklist of what was important for you during your job search? Definitely. So during my job search, and it really started at the end of third year for me. Mm. Up until then, my focus 100% is I want to make sure I'm as clinically confident and competent as possible. So I'm starting to gather what do I like out of being in clinic or not. But as far as the job search and really switching gears to make that my focus, it was more toward the end of my third year. But at that point, I started to reflect first what means the most to me. And one thing that I've always benefited from is mentorship. I've benefited from being a mentee and I've benefited from mentoring others. That's a space where I feel the most alive. That's a space where I feel like I'm being purposeful. I'm in my purpose. I'm, I'm walking in my purpose in that alignment. So mentorship was huge for me. So finding somebody that can dedicate time, I can ask them questions. I can speak to them about cases. I can actually see them performing at a high level and just watch what they do. How do they communicate with patients? What are they doing when they're not with patients? When they're in their office, what are they doing that makes them so prepared for when they do step into the operatory? Being able to see people who are performing at a very high level and be able to ask those questions and just have a relationship, a mentee mentorship, mentor relationship has always been very important to me and helps me to grow. So that was maybe number one on my checklist, honestly. That was something that was on my checklist. Location was on my checklist. Okay. Um, my new area was Atlanta, Georgia area. Um, so that is was on my checklist. Um, being able to have quality reps doing the type of dentistry that I I wanted to do throughout my career was also on my checklist. So when I visited different practices, I'm asking what type of procedures, what does a typical day look like? Is there any type of procedures that you all don't do? Is there any 
typical procedures that this office focuses on more so than others. Like some offices do more implants or extractions and kind of getting an idea of what type of procedures that they do and does that align with the type of dentistry that I see myself doing long-term. Yeah. That was on my checklist. Another thing that was on my checklist, of course, compensation, but we all want to be compensated fairly, um, acknowledging everything that went into getting to this point. I feel like we all deserve to be compensated at a level that that reflects the hard work that that we've done. So that was, of course, on the table and something that you want to be able to um, maximize as much as possible without making that the the sole focus but you want to be at a level coming in where you're able to negotiate your contract to the point where when you're coming in you're not thinking about it you've already thought about that on the front end so when you're coming in every day you're making no decisions based off of any monetary decisions because i already put that work in in the negotiation step so that was also something that was important to me and um for me, just going into the office and getting a feel of the culture, I think culture is huge. Is this an environment where people feel safe coming into work? Do people feel like they can ask a question? How do people interact with each other? How does the dentist interact with the dental assistants? Is there respect there? And one thing I've always been told by my, I was told by my grandparents, see how somebody treats somebody that they don't think is significant. And then that, re that reflects their character. So that's something I'm very tuned in when I went into practices. How are the patients being treated? How is this, the team being treated? And going into an office in a space, or if you're going to AGD or GPR, a residency, the front desk or the assistants, seeing the culture of the practice and a lot of the times is just based on the interactions between especially the just the team members was something that was huge for me and um that's the type of environment that i feel like i excel in the most when i'm able to check off those check boxes um, so finding that space for me was really important sure what, what was your checklist when you were kind of identifying what you wanted to do for your first year out man first year out really the checklist was learning mm -hmm. learning 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 and that's what led to travel because it got to the point where like there were so many different learning opportunities but it was like so many different offers are being put on the table i just need to go wherever the information is and it's just transformed to what what it has become you know and then from there first year uh, checklist became second year checklist where, okay, now I know mentally uh, I am interested and ready to move forward and open a practice, right? So now you go through a whole new different set of checklists. It's like, okay, what kind of practice do I want to be a part of? What kind of practice do I want to lead? Um, where do you want it? How do you want it to grow? Like all these different questions that, you know, again, different stages of life has these different checklists. And just like we said, your tailor-made suit might need some adjusting every now and then, right? So my tailor-made suit needed some adjusting to figure out what do the next step of life look like. And I would say that when you are making these decisions, everybody should be very weary of what a good option is because the opposite of the best option is a good option. I know that sounds crazy, right? The opposite, and I would even call it the worst enemy of the best option is a good option. 
because mm-hmm. it looks like, okay, this is good enough, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I can live with this, but what you could live with might be one step away from what you were born for. So when Empire was coming along, one of the biggest challenges, one of the biggest good options that I had was, okay, we have a practice for sale in this particular city or this particular city or this particular city, right? But I always knew in my heart, Charlotte is where we want to be. Charlotte is the, is the community that we want to serve, at least initially to be able to give back from all that it has afforded us over the years. So when you're getting offers from different practices in the state, out of the state, all over the place that all have great revenues, great patient populations, great staffs in place. Now you got to be thinking to yourself, how true do I want to stay to my vision, right? And then you got to start asking yourself, is this my actual vision or is this a vision that I have created out of my subconscious, right? That's the kind of battles that a lot of us are going to be facing coming up soon. Is this really my vision or is this a facade? So when you're faced with those good or best options, once you know that this isn't a facade, but this is really what I really want, then you're going to, you're going to forgo a lot of good options. And it's going to reach a certain point. You're like, man, that was, that was a good option. And maybe I should have went through it. But the kind of peace that I live with now with Empire and knowing that it's in my city, the city that has given me so much, I am glad now that I was I said no to a lot of good options. And when I say a lot of good options, a lot of good options, right? And I have to live it. And like we always say, we stand on our decisions. For better or for worse, we stand on our decisions. So now we have the unique opportunity to be able to build up an amazing practice in a beautiful facility. We just got the entire thing renovated, gutted. I mean, we got TVs on the ceilings, TVs in the front. Literally, the iTero was delivered today. CBCT is being delivered next week. So, I mean, to be able to do all this, I mean, it's like legit a, a physical manifestation that was inside of you has now create, come and become a physical. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful, man. So, the biggest checklist for, for us was really just make sure impact, man. And impact can be done anywhere, but impact in our city to be able to give back to young men and young women. Because like I always share with you, the first time I met a black male dentist was when I was in dental school. So growing up with no role models that were directly a male, I mean, my dentist growing up, she was a black female. So thank God for her. But to say, if I was just locked in on trying to find somebody who is exactly like me, I would have never reached this point. So now I get to be that for a lot of other young men and young women in the Charlotte community to show them that, yes, I am a dentist, right? But that's just one part. That's just one hat that I wear, right? But I want to be involved in my community. I want to make sure that the organizations that poured so much into me over the years, now I can impact them, right? And now I can give back. And not only when I give back now, I feel like I'm being paid double. Because not only am I able to give back and create impact, but I'm able to give back and create impact in my city, a city that I call home, a city that my parents reside in, a city that all the individuals that I know growing up are still in. So I just feel like I, I, I keep getting back double for everything that I give. So again, it's the same cycle. The more I give, the more I get, the more I give, the more I get. So the more passion I pour into this, the more happiness and fulfillment I get back. When you got that kind of cycle going on, man, you, you never get tired. You absolutely never get tired. You just want to keep on pouring in, man. So that's a great question, man. Now, don't don't give me too much down this. Listen, we got we got to save some of this for the season and everything we got going on, man. So we're not even gonna. This wasn't even gonna be super long. 
I do got one more question for you. What's up? What's up? One thing I'm huge on is just being able to visualize what you want, being able to see it as clearly as possible. I believe that if you can see your goals as clearly as possible, you have a better chance of achieving it. You're bringing that goal closer to you every time that you think of it. Yeah. The clearer that you think of that goal, you're pulling harder. So for you thinking about yourself growing up in Charlotte, not seeing a black dentist, a black male dentist, for that young Dr. Ifedi at 12 years old who walks into Empire Dental Group, what is that experience for him like? Man, that experience is gonna be just so welcoming, man. It's gonna be like, at Empire, we really value ourselves in making you feel like you're at home. You're not just in a dental practice, like you're at home, you know? That's the reason we wanna make it so comfortable. That's the reason we wanna make sure your, 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 your experience is gonna be superior, right? So not only are we having you in our practice, but we're welcoming you into our family, right? It's an empire, right? It's not Dr. Ifedi, da 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 because it's bigger than me. It's gonna outlive me. So many people are gonna, gonna continue to contribute to this and build this up. And the more people that join and continue to help build this up to what I truly know it can and will become, uh, the more it's gonna be pieces of everybody putting themselves into this pie, right? Everybody's gonna be contributing. And as all these different pieces come in, this is gonna look better and better. So when that young man or the young woman is walking in, um, they're gonna see somebody who is passionate about what they do. They're gonna see a staff that loves and cares for what they do, that's gonna welcome them in and not just treat them as a crown walking in or a partial walking in, right? We have a patient in front of us that has a story, that has a family, that has a walk of life that has blessed us with their presence to come in today. And for us not to dive deep into that blessing to figure out what made you you? How did you get here today? You have pain. We're going to handle the pain. Don't worry about that. That's a foregone conclusion, right? We're trained for years to handle the pain. But I'm here to figure out who you are. If I can just instill just a little bit into every patient that I come across, honestly, whenever it's time to hang up this white coat, I'm going to have a smile on my face. And I'm going to know, I hope we created as many young Dr. Smiths, Dr. Efetis, Dr. Whatevers, I hope we've done our part, man. And we've left, when we turn out around to look at our staircase, it's going to be filled of so many people who are going to follow in our footsteps. But the main key, they're going to surpass us, man. They're going to create new staircases. And we're going to be looking at it be like, man, I didn't even know that was possible, man. And that's what mentorship is, man. That's what being a mentee is, is really understanding that you, you, have, a, you have a certain obligation to your mentors to sort of surpass them. Definitely. And I think I understand that a little bit better because I have older brother and I have two younger brothers. So I know what it looks like for somebody to pour into me and me to pour into the next and then to understand that I hope he becomes bigger, better, more impactful than I ever was. Mm-hmm. And that's all mentorship is, man. Definitely. That's a great question, man. Again, come on, listen, you, you gonna get us down a whole rabbit hole here, man. Come on, go ahead and close us out, man. You gonna, you gonna, you gonna have me going on. That's that's just a great thing to think about. And I, I encourage all of our student docs, all of our docs listening to that, to just keep that same perspective that Dr. Ufetti just shared, that somebody sitting in your office, you may be the first dentist that looks like you or the first dentist that they've encountered that just sees them for who they are. And what type of impact are you going to leave on that person? And one thing that that makes me think of, one of my greatest person that I've, I looked up to growing up was Michael Jordan. 
And Michael Jordan used to say that when he went on the basketball court, he thought about the person that this was their first time seeing him play. That somebody in that audience was, this was the first time that they saw him play. And what are they going to leave thinking about coming to that Bulls game? So somebody coming to your practice and coming to your student clinic, this is the first time that they've seen you operate. I know you do this operation every day, but this is the first time that they've seen you do it. So what what are you going to leave on that person when they leave that office? What type of impression um, are you going to leave on that person? If you're the first Black male or Black female doctor that they've ever seen in their life, what is their impression going to be from be after they leave your chair? Are you going to have the impact that somebody says, I may want to do that when I grow up? Mm-hmm. Or are they just going to say, that wasn't too bad? I was scared coming in, but I'm not too scared anymore. Like, What, what type of effect do you want to have on each patient that comes into your chair? And if you can keep that as the focus, you'll never slip because the focus is not on you. Like Dr. Fetty said, the focus is on being a servant and seeing your practice from the patient's eye, from somebody who this is their first time coming in every single time that you walk in every single time that somebody gets in your chair. Mm. Oh, man. Come on, come on. You better stop, man. Stop, man. You better stop, <laughs> man. Better stop, we, man. We, we got some great guests coming in. Um, you'll see who the guests are. We already mentioned a couple. Uh, Dr. Holman, we have plenty more coming for you. And uh, you're, you're just going to continue to grow with us. And whoever else pops up on the show, y'all just going just gonna to pop up with us. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. We hope you enjoy this ride. This is the Morning Huddle. Signing out. Peace.